Hey everybody, I'm your host David Cameo, and uh, we're bringing you actually something that is not is only tangentially related to the Walking Dead universe. Bridget Kalikanaus played Rachel on Fear the Walking Dead, and as her role on the show came to a close, a new opportunity for her opened up. Well, it opened up actually two years ago when they first filmed it, but uh, the old ways, a role in which she is lead actress in. Uh, premiered on Netflix about a month ago, and uh, the rest of our the rest of the host, uh, Cosmo Zero Nine and Blazy uh, Gardner, thought it would be a great idea to actually do a watch party the day of its release, in honor of Bridget Kelly Canales, who plays Rachel. So we uh, we we set up a watch party. We and we actually contacted Bridget. She actually came on the watch party, uh, said her hello. She was at, she was actually getting on a plane in a few minutes, and she couldn't attend. However in her place director christopher allender of the old ways popped on not only to the live watch but stuck around sorry the uh, watch party but stuck around uh afterwards to actually answer some questions and this is that q a session if you want to watch the watch party you can always go to our youtube channel we actually uh did a highlight reel uh and uh cut that up and that is available uh, it's about an 18 minute clip but uh, shows the highlights of our watch party. Uh, I will be leaving the uh, link to that video in the description uh, to the podcast. Uh, it is, it's also in the description of the YouTube video for the Q&A, so if you want to actually see it, you can too. Uh, all the details are there. But hey, enjoy this, this Q&A session with director Christopher Allender of The Old Ways. And uh, let us know what you think at ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. Every episode helps. Every rating helps. Thank you so much. Oh, and hey, listen. If you want to be a part of some of these watch parties, you gotta follow us on ko-fi.com slash dead so you know when they happen. Uh, when we post the details to it, you can decide to tip us and get 30 days of supported back content or access to supported back content. Or you can join one of our membership tiers for as low as a dollar a month. Yeah, a dollar a month to join us behind the scenes as we do cool things like this. So enjoy this Q&A session and we'll see you in the next one. questions on here. Uh, good question. We hope so. I mean, I don't know. We actually, I'd like to do a TV show. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, or, good. You know, Buffy meets the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Doctor like Quinn, Medicine I would abso- Bruja. I would absolutely watch this. <laughs> Doctor Quinn, Medicine Bruja. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see if people like uh, it. Awesome. We'd like to do it. You know, we did this on our own, low budget, but there's yeah. lots of lots of more demons in the red book where that came from. Right, yeah. right. I was even thinking like it, it just seems to me like every almost everybody outside this little pocket of the world could be infected. I like that open-ended question of that. Was this based on like a true uh, a story, or was it based on just a screenplay? Or yeah, uh, Marcos. I've been making movies with him since. The mid '90s friend of mine. He is uh, Puerto Rico. He was raised like super Catholic, but then like one day his mom told him this crazy ass story about like <laughs> coming downstairs when she was a little girl and her heard some weird sounds and her 
dad was in a metal wash basin and they were hitting him with chicken feathers and stuff and chanting and oh, wow. scared the oh. shit out of her. I guess he had been like unfaithful or something and they were trying to, uh, and I think there were like some women <laughs> angry at him or so, I don't know. It was strange. But it like blew his mind when he heard that because he was raised kind of the opposite, you know, not no witchcraft or any of that stuff. Huh. So he was thinking about it for a long time that he, you know, he just started, he started researching lots of uh, different practices and stuff like that. And the story just kind of evolved, just started adding stuff. But kind of that whole flashback thing with her mother, baby Christina, was all just kind of a heightened version of his mom's story. What went into that scene with Miranda float, float, floating up? Yeah. Like she said. yeah. A lot. Mallory, who I told you about, who's uh, she's one of many zombies probably on Fear the Walking Dead. She choreographed, helped us choreograph that scene. It's a lot of uh, harnesses, wire work, there's holes in all of her clothes. Uh, we had to do a, a lot of digital uh, painting and stuff like that to get it out. Michelle, who plays the mom in the flashbacks, is also the stunt double for Miranda in those scenes. So, like, when we're behind her back, a lot of those shots are Michelle, because if you're not trained for it, you can't be upside down very long. Like, your head fills with blood, and she's already, yeah. like, screaming and crying, which already makes your blood rush That's to your head. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but she did, you know, all the frontal shots were all Andrea, but it was it was super challenging because it's already hard enough to do a scene like that, and then like, okay, now you're gonna be upside down. <laughs> uh, but she was super game to do it. It was like the one time that Bridget didn't have to get tortured in the whole movie. <laughs> 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 spent five weeks having her ass handed to her. <laughs> was that the most technically difficult scene to shoot? Uh, no. I mean, the psychic surgery was pretty crazy because we built like a bed where Bridget was like at a 45 degree angle and then we have like a prosthetic body here and then we have people underneath the bed with the snakes and people on top and people squirting blood and that one was really like pretty intense. The first snake scene was pretty cool because we uh, kind of planned the way we wanted to make the scene and then the way that I figured I'd have to make the scene once the snake showed up and like did whatever they wanted. <laughs> Because I had, I'd like drawn the whole scene out and then we'd actually shot it with like our first AD and rubber snakes with like a cell phone. And we'd done a ton of work planning every single shot and um, fully prepared for the snakes to not behave. And uh, they were great. That scene was awesome for me because I just got to sit back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Bridget was like, we had those ropes on her and our prop guy made special ones that had like velcro like so she could rip out mm. and she didn't want them she made him get rid of them <laughs> she was like no i want you to tie me up for real because if i can wow. if i can get out i won't be scared so um, <laughs> so we so she was really tied up on that floor for like eight hours on a hard concrete floor with snakes Yikes. crawling all over and stuff and a very large man who's the snake handler like Squatting around her and poking the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Weird scene. Don't but, uh, do that. <laughs> Weird scene. Yeah, it was cool. That one showed up with a. You saw. You guys saw that the uh, the eye was frosted because he was, mm -hmm. yeah. or she. I think it was a girl snake. She had just started molting mm -hmm. that night, and the guy was like really apologetic. He was like, "This is my best snake. I'm sorry." Started, she started molting. 
Like, all of her skin's fine, but her eyes are the first to go. And I was like, that's the best news I've ever heard. <laughs> snake on camera right now. So I couldn't have paid you enough to get a white-eyed snake. It almost serves as, like, almost like a what-if mechanic. Like, oh, is that related to the lady that we just saw? It's like, yeah. it's so that's what I was thinking. That's what the audience yeah. is probably thinking at the time. Stuff you gotta, you know, you can plan for lots of stuff, but then you gotta just be ready for, like, random happy luck, accidents. You know, and be like, that, let's do it. Take it. <laughs> Take Nobody it. knows. Nobody's got to know that we didn't spend a million dollars on a white-eyed. <laughs> well, we know now, but yeah. <laughs> on the deal. Small, a small circle. It was negative dollars. It was awesome. So, was everybody uh, actually drinking the goat milk on set? It was almond milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget's just lactose intolerant or something. So we had uh, well, fake. But then, like, Sal... Is almond intolerant? Yeah, like, he... (laughs) The almond milk bothered him. So, like, every time any one of them drank, like, their stomachs were just, like... You could hear it because they had the lavalier mics on. And they they, like, edit out all their stomachs gurgling in between. That's awesome. So you had lavalier mics on them for certain scenes or all scenes, or...? That those are the little pin pin mics, by the way. Just yeah, I mean, we know. usually double up, right? So, I mean, if you can get away with it, and we usually have a, a radio pack, and then we boom it. The boom usually sounds better, but mm-hmm. it's nice to have um, two options when you get into post in case something. I can relate to the milk happens. conundrum. Coconut <laughs> milk works well for future reference. Coconut. Oh yeah. So we had to also like put all chunks of nasty stuff in it, and you know. Uh, <laughs> coloring and things so it looked yellowy less well preserved non-pasteurized yeah raw goat milk by the jug chunks of things is going to be in my nightmares tonight so (laughs) we just tried to cram in one phobia for every person (laughs) that's what i was like noticing (laughs) the hair got me snakes good you don't like oh yeah the hair body horror gotcha uh, yeah, the hair was like bats. I mean, I mean, people like, like I hate caves. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I didn't know that was a separate phobia. <laughs> wow, fear of caves. Phobia, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The spelunkophobia. That cave was. I'm not intense. walking too far into a cave, but I'll I'll hang out by the by the opening. <laughs> maybe it's guanophobia. Yeah, there was. Ooh. I would guess a hundred thousand bats minimum yeah. in that. Uh, we couldn't even hear each other talk, like, if we were six feet apart. That's so cool. Bats, and there, there was rushing water because it had rained, and then there was also the bats were so loud. Like, I would dig that. That would be awesome. Um, cool. Where did you film? Those are the Kamui Caves in Puerto Rico. We weren't allowed to take our actors out of the country because we were such a low-budget movie that SAG wouldn't allow <laughs> us to travel. <laughs> so I think they need enough money that they could, like, send a, a rep to show up yeah. on set unannounced. Mm-hmm. So, ironically, we had to travel twice as far to get to Puerto Rico mm. uh, than where we wanted to go. <laughs> and this is all filmed through COVID, too, so there's yeah. that, that was the element. Well, actually, we wrapped, like, two days before L.A. lockdown. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. We were, um, we were wearing masks the whole time because it was impossible to breathe on that set because of all the old plants and stuff that were in there. So we just kept wearing masks for the next two years. Post was all COVID. Um, right, right. So I sat in this room right here. Actually, I did most of the VFX and I did all the color correction and part of the editing and all that stuff. Just did it from home. We had like a nice suite set up in Burbank. I just sat there empty for the last year and a half. 
with yourself. Where, where did you want to film? We wanted to shoot in Guatemala because mm. one of our producers is from Guatemala, and, and that's actually like closer latitude latitudinally. It's like closer to that part of Veracruz than any anywhere that's like reasonable mm-hmm. to get to in Mexico. And I I've spent a lot of time in Belize, which is right there. Also, like I had drawn the caves and stuff. Like I knew what I wanted it to look like. So we had to cancel that. We'd actually already found the place we were going to shoot and we were ready to do it. And halfway through filming the movie, when we found out we couldn't go there, so then we had to scramble and find a new place, try to make it edit, you know, with the stuff. Because we shot the rest of it in in Burbank. 23 days of production was here in LA and then two days basically in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. I was going to ask you that question. Two days in Puerto Rico? Yeah, I mean, we were there for a week, but it was two days. Filming. No. Two days well spent. Did you know ahead of time exactly who you wanted to cast? No, it was all open call casting, and uh, Bridget was after the eleventh hour, like two a.m. <laughs> like because we actually pushed the filming twice because we couldn't find the person who made sense to play that role, <laughs> and somehow she showed up to like some last audition that we were doing, and um, kind of blew us away. So we were. Super excited to get in. That was before she was cast on. Oh, on fear. Ed, I fear. Because yeah. we're going to show this to her later. What was it about her audition that kind of, was there a, a particular moment or thing that she did that is like, yes. That character was, was so, and you know it when you read it, but you don't realize it until you see people try to do it. Like it was very multifaceted and kind of contradictory. You know, there's the yin and yang to her. So she had to be like physically strong and, tough you know but also have this like super emotional kind of hidden underlying damage and 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 she's also kind of snarky and sensitive like it was a lot of stuff and people could come in and and nail three out of four scenes and then the fourth one you're like i don't really get i don't buy that you know and then Mm -hmm. someone else would come in and nail three other scenes but not the first one so she came in and killed it with all the stuff that she had prepped and then i was like can you do this scene too (laughs) she's like and she almost had a heart attack i think uh she's (laughs) super like prepared like she does her homework you know and to be like hey pop quiz hot shot that almost broke her mind but uh she left the room for five minutes and kind of read it through and i was like don't worry like you can read off the page i don't care like i just want to see this other this one other scene and she was amazing was it me and like the writer and then three producers, three or four producers, and we were all kind of voting every time. And we could get like all but one or two people on board. Finally, we had someone that like there's no questions asked across the board. But then we started shooting like less than a week later, maybe. Wow, um, jumping ish. I mean, well, you know, we found her on like a Thursday or Friday, made an offer, had to deal with agents and managers and all Didn't that work, stuff yeah. for a couple of days. So by the time that was like done. I think it was, yeah, like a Wednesday and we were shooting Monday or Tuesday of the next week. I had done tons of prep by myself and with the cinematographer and stunt people, all kinds of people, like, but not with her. So it was a real, like, hit the ground running, get to know each other. Real fast. Figure out what each other's languages are, you know, when it comes to acting and and blocking and stuff. So it worked out really well, but we had no idea if it would or not. She was so good. Yeah, she's, she's, she's special hopefully other people will realize that as well had you seen her final uh scene on fear the walking dead i still haven't watched it because i'm a like completionist 
Uh, uh-huh. And she starts on like season five or whatever. And I'm like, because we were also like deep in post. And I was like, kind of didn't want to like alter what we were crafting. Adam Blaney. Right. And, right. and then I'm like, how many seasons are there of the first Walking Dead? So on 11 now. <laughs> I think I made it like three or four into that. So I'm like, do I have to finish all of that before I can even start Fear? And then. <laughs> No, uh, most people no. say no. Or can no. I pick no. up fear somewhere else? But you can start fear on season four and watch and be absolutely <laughs> fine. Okay, good. Because I've been follow, I follow her so much and all the like press and tweets and stuff. I second like, that. I, I know mm-hmm. the whole arc of mm-hmm. her thing, and I'm kind of disappointed that I kind of wishing I did by. do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of um, I kind of can't wait for you to see the things that she ends up doing because yeah. it really is exemplary of what we see in this mm-hmm. film too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. Like I don't want to, wa- I don't want to watch other people like hiring her to do stuff. I want her to be famous. <laughs> and be very successful, but I don't want to be like, Hey, you guys can't make movies. <laughs> well, Someone's going to do it. Yeah. If something ha- you know, if something happens, you're going to get credited for this. Cause honestly it's, it's the hop, skip and jump effect. You're the skip. And then yeah. Trajectory. Next, well, I mean, she, you know, she's in star Wars and, She's, she's oh, yeah, bigger yeah, stuff yeah, than, yeah. than us. So the hop started before that. Yeah, okay, there you go. She's got new Star Wars and old Star Wars and Walking Dead. So it's oh, yeah, you're, so you're the jump. Oh, so that's a perfect spot oh, for yeah. you. Yeah. Right in there, man. Hop, skip, and then jump. Did yeah. you? Where did you get your start, too? Because I, I really love the color grading, the editing, the transitions, and actually even like some of the sound of Foley. It was yeah. just brilliant. Listen to it in Atmos when you aren't. Streaming ah. it like this, yeah. We, the sound design is 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 great. The music's amazing. We're, we're releasing the album on vinyl, actually. Mm. Um, oh yeah! Oh, that yeah. sounds so perfect. I went to film school in the '90s, and I've been out here in Hollywood doing commercials. And I own a production company. We do a lot of marketing for the, uh, the studios and produce a lot of the Muppets content. Right. Um, oh, cool! Oh, my God, yeah. I produce and direct a lot of Muppet stuff, so everything I do always has a puppet or a cartoon or a something, you know, <laughs> something fake. So we're always making weird stuff, and I have a lot of post background. I, I ended up doing most of the VFX in the movie, just because I had nothing but time, almost, you know, mm. during COVID. So I taught myself some stuff, had a 3D model and animate demons and stuff. So <laughs> taming smoke digitally is surprisingly difficult. <laughs> Stannis. <laughs> She's referring to Stannis Baratheon from Stannis Game Baratheon. Um, is there smoke coming from Stannis? That there's, there's a Stannis sp- is the smoke. He is the <laughs> smoke yeah. demon. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say where it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> it was easier than that. Were any of the demons uh, at all puppetry, or was that all of the effects or practical? Yeah, we had a real actors? demon. But it wasn't like super articulate that would have cost us too much, especially because we built it like the body comes like off his head. So, but we had a real, a guy, uh, Weston was wearing a suit and then had the demon head on him. So he was really there to like wrestle with them. And for us, a lot of the shots are just completely him. But then the face I recreated digitally. And, you know, this is very convincing too. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had like none of that uncanny valley oh, feeling towards that. Yeah, I'll just quit while I'm ahead. That was my, why I asked the question. My one demon and get out. I mean, you know, the lighting helps. Mm. It's all lighting. Was that like eyes on the teeth? Yeah, I Jewel. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, like um, 
gold and uh, turquoise and all of the demon and all the stuff is kind of based on like archaeological Aztec and Mayan pre-Columbian stuff. They find like in the tombs, they drilled into their teeth, the royal the princes or whatever, and they find them still intact. Sometimes they just have holes and they look horrifying. I mean, because how did they do that? Like there was right, no so anesthetic, anesthesia uh, or anything. So well, there's another phobia right there. That's pretty yeah. rough. And then they also, um, <laughs> they find like skulls, especially babies. Like they would elongate their skulls. Oh um, yeah, I've read about that. Uh, I've read about they that. would put boards, put boards in. It would make them look. Like, people thought it was alien skulls when they first yeah. like, found so them. They thought his, they were alien skulls. We based his head on that. Like you can see it here. Like, you see this? Yeah. Right there. Mm. So like we kind of like the idea that or all the things that they were doing in the culture, maybe they weren't made up. They really had seen this demon in a cave. Like there was like headdresses of head priests and stuff, and it has like hands just, like on the face here. Mm. We don't know why, but we did that like with the face paint on his face and stuff like that. Imagining that all these religions were based on an actual experience some prophet had <laughs> somewhere. In the captions, it was saying that they were speaking N-A-U-H. Yeah, Nahuatl. It's a pre-Columbian ancient Mexican language that is kind of in that region there. It's actually one of the biggest languages that you haven't heard of. <laughs> there's not many people who speak it. We had to find somebody who could like help us translate it, and then mm -hmm. he would record the way he would pronounce it, but then we'd meet other people who know the language, or supposedly they say it completely differently. But Andrea like learned that whole speech, and that's really her voice. We just kind of altered the sound of it. We didn't like dub over it. Um, so the whole thing when she's talking in the demon voice is all her pretty impressive stuff. Mm. It's not an easy language. <laughs> it didn't sound like it was. <laughs> right. But a lot of those like words that you see um, with like X's and stuff like that, like Ashawatl, those little mm. salamanders or whatever they are and stuff like that, a lot of those words kind of come from the Nahuatl. Yeah. Um, Where can we get one of those t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty the old, rad. Theoldwaysmovie.com We have them. Oh! Ah. And mugs. And and who designed said t-shirt? Uh, this L.A. Mexican-American artist, Felipe Flores. Check him out on Instagram. Felipe Flores uh, Comics. We have a partnership with this comedy network. And we've done an album for Al Madrigal. Oh, yeah. He comedian, hired, right? Yeah, so he's one of our partners. So he had Felipe do his album art, and we're like, this is amazing. We wanted to kind of rem be reminiscent of the old the Tales from the Crypt comic books and stuff like that. It was very eye-catching, mm. very bright. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We thought it was just like a fun poster for our premiere at, in Sitges in Spain, but then Netflix bought the movie, and they don't really like do posters and stuff, so we're like, <laughs> we like that. Right, okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I always assumed they would do like a... A thing Someone, for it, you know, yeah. whoever distributed the movie would do like a <laughs> traditional blue photograph of somebody with an upside down cross or something. <laughs> well, sometimes they end up doing something afterwards, like, oh, if it catches on fire, yeah. it stays oh, on. You gotta see the, thing. the art for the record is awesome. It looks oh, like wow. a heavy metal. Oh. Oh. Also cool. by Felipe, right? Or, no, completely oh. different. Some artist in Europe, because uh, it's an English record company called Burning Witches. Um, <laughs> Burning Brujas. Which is appropriate. And we actually <laughs> followed them on Instagram just because we liked their name. And they reached out and they were like, do you guys, is someone doing your album? And we're like, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they got a really cool art. He's a, It's more like a traditional art, but it's like loose with the heart on fire in her hand. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Excited that was that. awesome. It's the only reason to do a movie is to get the record. 
<laughs> well, maybe you guys can correct me if you know, but was it set in a city that was definitive, or was it supposed to be ambiguous? Well, it's outside of a city called Katamako, which is actually the Bruja or Bruho, probably capital of the world. Which originally was written like the early early drafts were just kind of like South America or you know Central American or Latin American mm. jungle. It was fairly ambiguous, and then as we started refining more and more and more, we were like. Okay, let's find out, like, what are the influences we want? We kind of started from that because we had this, like, treasure trove of stuff that we wanted to incorporate. So we found the, like, one place on the map that had, like, Aztec and Mayan and Afro-Caribbean and post-Columbian and, you know, all that stuff. And then we found out there was this town right there called Catamaco that is, like, famous for... Brujas and brujos. So we're like, well, there we go. This is where we're going. You know, you just go down enough rabbit holes and you find <laughs> what you want to do. Which originally was, you know, it was supposed to be kind of like Puerto Rico, where Marcus is from. But as we got more into it, it just didn't seem that realistic that you could just be fully in the middle of nowhere in such a small island. So we um, moved it over to the big the mainland. Are there any particular movies that lent inspiration or ideas to this movie? Like anything you particularly drew on? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. It's just like just like little snippets of stuff, you know. Um, I mean, we definitely made sure we knew our exorcism movies well um, and tried to kind of like zig where they zagged as mm-hmm. much as possible. But I'm just I'm not like straight down the middle horror guy. I kinda like all world building stuff. There's a lot of like Lord of the Rings for me in there. I mean little things where like where she wolfs out of the big the mom her teeth do that thing. That's straight up Lord of the Rings. Bilbo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bilbo. Uh, <laughs> there was another like scene that got cut out between the hair vomit and when she asked her if she wants milk, there was like this <laughs> full on Balrog kind of scene with um, You shall not pass. Yeah. But what about second goat milk? <laughs> yeah, they lots of Or second chunk. <laughs> second goat chunk. Yeah, they uh yeah, that movie is more influential on me than I ever realized. The Bilbo yeah. shot. They're like, What do you mean? Like, the Bilbo shot. It's just like it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm like loading it on my phone, I'm like, look, this is where you guys Bilbo. And that's what I kind of liked the most. It was sudden, it was fierce, and then it was over before you knew it, sort of. It stays with you, because you're like, did I just see that? And then the rest of it is Hero's Journey, kind of, you know. And then we show it to you six more times. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But in a different way. Those people, we got got our money's worth on that day, man. That was one day of shooting that's in the whole movie. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, when you think about it. Oh, nice. We're officially popular on Netflix now. I just got yeah! What? Yes! We get to- yeah. I've only seen it with an audience three times because of COVID, you know, and it's mm-hmm. been, like, mm. tiny. We're so spread out, I can't even tell if people like it or not. We usually don't have cameras aimed right at their faces, so <laughs> <laughs> pretty excited. If nobody has any more questions, uh, I, f- yeah. I feel like we should let Christopher go. Yes. Get that milk. Yeah. I see Aiden. Aiden, you have a question. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just putting it on the spot. Dane's like, no! <laughs> don't look at me! Get out of here. Uh, just thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank, thank you for making it. So much, Christopher. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks and for your timing there. seems to be perfect all around. Yeah, we, <laughs> right? We, we make these movies for you guys, so... Well, we appreciate it. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for giving us your time yes. and, and yeah. talking to us after. I appreciate that so much. For sure. I do. Yeah, it's fun, man. I like it. Well, enjoy. I hope, uh, hope the next season of Walking Dead doesn't let you, let 
And to your continued success. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. We'll be watching for the TV show. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Write, write, write letters to the yes. <laughs> what do we write? campaign. Good luck. And I, so far, so good. I think uh, being yeah. a popular movie on Netflix is no small yes. thing. Yes. It's awesome. It's exciting. Well, thanks again, guys. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Bye. Night. Have a great night. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Oh my god, stop. I'm so embarrassed for you right now.